I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Scarlett. Welcome back, guys. You're listening to Style Over Substance. We're just two friends talking about our experiences working inside the fashion industry and also our observations from outside the fashion industry. It's sometimes serious, but it's definitely always a good laugh. Always. We release new episodes every Tuesday. So subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platforms. I have developed a passion that I didn't know existed inside of me about a week ago. No, For it's what? bad because it's caused me to like spend money. So oh. you know how I said um, I was buying myself a birthday present? Yeah. So I bought myself a birthday present and it's what I was planning to buy. A month early. Let me get into it. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, I think you know, but I always use a diary. Like yeah. I'm a diary keeper Same. for years, every day. I'm fraying at the edges because I haven't yet got my 2022 really? diary. I think this is part of the reason why I didn't get out of bed till like half because <laughs> what am I doing with my life? Um, so normally I just get the cheap, like I'm a really cheap diary person. I get one <gasps> pound land for a pound and I use it solidly for the rest of the year. I'm really cheap. Um, but then I thought to myself, you know what? I don't want to spend like five or seven pounds on like a diary that I don't really want. <laughs> what have I done? I've spent like loads of money on a diary. That Where I have you want. gone for? Smiles then? No. So I actually bought two. One for what? Hold on. Hold on. One for work. One for work. One for pleasure. I've always had the issue of like making notes and reminders mm. and planning my day for work and then having notes and reminders for my actual life yeah Mm -hmm. so I thought I'm gonna do two I'm gonna have one for each and I've fallen into the YouTube rabbit hole of agendas and planning and yeah oh how many times have I started trying to do a bullet journal for various different things or like making my own diary that's stress to make it's a lot of upkeep it's a lot of upkeep (laughs) I do it for about a month maybe two and then I it's good then I have to, I just fall off the wagon. Yeah, you're better than me. Honestly, I can do that. So um, at first I started watching, you must have seen them and had mm, the similar thought. I, I love them. It. I love when they have like, stickers, you know. I was I'm, like, I don't need these stickers. This is too much for me. I don't need these stickers. What is a dashboard? I don't need the dashboard. It's fine. I don't need these clips. I don't need these. Like ah. they start talking about the, the nib of the pen that they use. Yeah, yeah. And like, oh, this and is. And you want um, it to be the same pen throughout. Oh, it's got to be the same pen throughout. And I was like, you know what? I know how to use a diary. I've got my own little like thing going. Yeah, I could I could absorb some new points and I can learn from these girl bosses on YouTube. This is what you were doing in bed too. <laughs> no, I've been on this for like a week straight. <laughs> um, and then. And then it hit me and I was like, you know what? I do need the stickers because look what they're doing with the stickers. Yeah. <laughs> so I bought a diary, a leather uh, A5. Yeah. One's from AliExpress. And I thought, yeah, but that was off a recommendation of some girl. And I mm-hmm. thought hers looks really good. So I'm going to just take a chance. And I'll when this diary turns up in five months, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see what it's like. Um, and then the second one, I've bought from Filofax. Now that was the expensive one. 
Oh, 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 by the way, those are the, those are the latest two I've bought because I bought two before, but I'm returning them. <laughs> wow. So, so I, we've gone from like a no spend on clothes and you've redirected that into a passion for agenders. Yeah. And diaries. But, but you know what? I think that's fine if you use them. You don't want like them just to never be used. Yeah, exactly. The way I'm viewing it is that my whole point of my no buy for my clothes is that I'm allowed to redirect my money into other things. That's not, you know, it's to slow down and to stop my accumulation of clothes. And clothes is, for me, it's such an easy thing to just buy on a whim. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not going to buy more diary. Another diary on a whim. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, you don't So know. it's like an intentional buy. Basically, it's more of an intentional buy. Once I return the first two that I bought. <laughs> <laughs> so you're currently four diary men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Four diaries have my money in a chokehold right now. Um, also, also, this is fashion related because the first two I bought were Filofax as well, but they were simple. They were clean clean leather yeah mm-hmm. um and so I thought well I've got to jazz them up a little bit so I bought some Anya Hindmarsh stickers didn't I yeah yeah but those are going back with the <laughs> because the amount of money I spent on stickers yeah is, I'm sure yeah it's ridiculous so yeah um so that was my yeah how's your life going yeah yeah I I have one diary and I'm I'm happy with that <laughs> did you buy it or did you is it a- I think I bought it maybe at the end of last year I think it's a bit of um probably like better for people who work in schools it wasn't quite a half and half of okay. like August to August or something oh, like an academic I think it's maybe it's not even probably 18 months mm-hmm. but um yeah maybe it's like 15 month diary okay. um but it's just really clean it's really nice and um, I mainly just more use it so I can remember stuff. I do try and write things in my phone, mm-hmm. but I am someone who's still, I have to write out a to-do list and yeah. I just like to write things down. Um, what's your fashion story? <laughs> <laughs> um so my first fashion story is last week I got an email from Gap um I should probably unsubscribe I was gonna say how did that slip through the net I know um (laughs) they notified me that the Yeezy collaboration had begun and that the Yeezy hoodies were on sale. Now I'd heard that um I think a few months ago we all heard that Yeezy was officially going to be doing a line with Gap. Mm-hmm. Um and I also sort of heard that they were backing out of it after he did oh was it one of his many moments. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I suppose. But you know what you're getting into at this point when you go into business with him. He's a bit of a liability, but he has such a massive following and like cult following, let's Mm. say, when it comes to fashion, that it makes sense to have, you know, anything he touches fashion wise turns to gold. And I think Gap is going through a period of stagnation or just they're just not popular. Me personally, I love their t-shirts. I think yeah. their, their long sleeve t-shirts are they have like good basics. Really good basics. Um do I need to have a jumper with gap on it? Probably not. No. But do you remember think... when we were younger and everyone said that stood for gay and proud? Yes. Oh my God. I don't know if that is what the gap logo is called. No, it's not. But I'm because guessing it's not. The, the store <laughs> used to be called the gap. Yeah. So the gay and proud is doesn't but that was like I don't know if anyone else had that at school but that for sure was like what everyone used to say it stood for that wasn't a school thing that was like I think a global a global young person thing yeah yeah um but they were also um, the itch jumper yeah that was the itch jumper um so I anyway yeah I think that 
well, whilst I was subscribed to their mailing mm. list, they always had an offer, a discount offer, 20% yeah. off, 15% off sale, all of this. And I think that they're, they're probably struggling a little bit. And so Yeezy just makes sense to yeah. revive the brand. And so you sent me a screenshot of a jumper mm. or a, a hoodie. Mm. To yeah. my naked eye, I didn't zoom in or go on the link. It's just a plain black hoodie. Yeah, it's just a plain black hoodie. I think where it gets interesting is the shape of it. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, so it's basically got a a bat wing, so like a dropped armpit. Fine. You know? And it's still got a, like a kangaroo pocket thing. And it's still got, I don't know if they're called kangaroos. <laughs> But we all know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> Describe that perfectly. Um, it's still got a hoodie and they are black or you can get the cobalt blue version. Ooh. And they come in adult and they come in kids and that's it. And you click on the link and you had, to, I, had to, I had to put my details in, but I had to put my email address and all that in first. And Kanye then, is going to be emailing everyone oh God, for his, his presidential campaign. Oh God. <laughs> I'll be like, that's against GDPR. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, so you click on it and then there's a music, there's like a music video that accompanies it. I don't know what came first, the hoodie or the music, but it's um, in Kanye style. It's this whole grand video and everyone's in these hoodies. Like they're, they're like obscured, figures yeah. in these movies like an army in yeah 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 and they're in like paris but it's like a dimly lit kind of european city because you wow. know paris. and yeah there's a whole vibe that goes with it i mean he's great at marketing and all of that mm. but it's 80 pound i you know what i don't think that's i i wouldn't have been surprised if it was more that's true, that's true. um and actually I wonder if they're regular ones, 60. Mm, you got you know, things are getting more expensive. Like I still live in the moment of like, remember thinking everything's like 40 quid, <gasps> yes. but it sort of isn't anymore. Yeah. Um, and I have actually noticed, and I think it's along the lines of why you say Gap is doing this. I've noticed a few high street shops, warehouse in particular, have really upped their prices and like, I think they're positioning themselves slightly differently in the market. Yeah. Um, they used to be the same level as Topshop, I always sort of thought. Um, it's been expensive for a while, yeah. You're but, right. like, yeah, I, I haven't really checked their website in a while. And I was mm-hmm. like, actually, you sort of made yourself feel a bit more premium. Like the level by... of, like, Reese. Yeah, it? yeah, it's sort of getting there, yeah. Like, there's yeah. a coat on there that I really like. And I was like, it's over 100 quid. So like, <laughs> what? yeah, yeah. Um, whereas before I'd imagined it to have been like 60 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I reckon it'll do really well because that's a good price point that people will, will justify that to have a slice of Yeezy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, that's a really clever collaboration. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Let us know if you guys get a Yeezy hoodie, a Gap times Yeezy hoodie. Mm. Yeah. What is your fashion story? So this, I saw this on my feed earlier. So in the Prada men's show that I think has happened maybe today, mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum <gasps> walked, the, walked the runway. And I have a real soft spot for Jeff Goldblum. He's really well dressed. He's a really, yeah. I don't know about his acting really. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jurassic Park. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm not like that. I'm not a fan in yeah. that sense. He yeah. is one suave dude, yeah. and I thought, hang on, that's actually shocking that he probably hasn't yet been. Well, maybe he has done catwalks before, but for sure he should be a regular on the catwalk. He is suave, sophisticated, always well put together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just mm-hmm. thought I thought that was really really cool. So I think. I saw, I think they've had a few other named faces and a few celebrities kind of paying homage to back sort of maybe, I think it was about 10 years ago where this whole celebrity on the catwalk thing had a little revival. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I just feel like, 
I haven't really feel like I haven't, we haven't really heard much or there's not been much buzz around Prada for a while. Um, and I, I don't mean, know if they're, they're when, re-entering. Um, when, um, what's his face, became co-creative director. Yeah. That was, that was like buzz and it was like, is this a new era for mm. Prada? I hope um, so. Mm. Like I, I know think- their nylon bags are, are popular, but again, like, like most things, that's sort of a rehaul from the nineties. Mm. They have the puffy, um, the puffy coat, you know, mm. the pale coat with the belt that's, and they're, and they're chunky loafers. Have yeah. Oh, the chunky loafers. Yeah. They're yeah. really popular. Um, but they also have Tom Holland as their latest sort of ambassador. And he's okay. obviously a hot topic at the moment after the latest Spider-Man film, smashing mm-hmm. loads of records. So I feel like you heard it here first. I feel like I haven't done this for a while, a little prediction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're new here, this used to happen a fair amount. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like this might be sort of the, the revival coming back around. Or just a little reminder of we are here. And like you said, actually, loads of stuff that we do is really hot right now. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, Yeah. Prada. Yeah, I really like Jeff Goldblum and his whole (sighs) suave and his whole style. He obviously has a stylist. But for a man of his age and, like, just to be that into current fashion and yeah. make it part of his appeal I think is is really cool um and I think from when I used to see him more on Instagram I think he's always been a bit of a Prada boy yeah like the shirts especially like because Prada does a lot especially for men they do a lot of like 1950s rockabilly mm. shaped shirts and they used to come out with those like wild prints those like banana and yeah, yeah, yeah. prints and whatnot and that was massive. I loved their banana phase yeah And I think he was one of those guys who are really like in that trend hardcore. Um, So yeah, that makes sense. But this whole Prada show featuring a celeb, a Hollywood celeb, reminds me of the Gucci. Yeah. Gucci um, Hollywood show. Yeah. And again, I can't help but think about hiring celebrities to be creative directors. Mm. Is it like this, as you said, is it... uh, Harkening back to a time when we used to see a lot more celebrities actually walk in catwalks and shows. And then it begs the question does it undermine professional models when it's like no one gives a fuck about you? Because look, it's it's Makaili Culkin. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so and so um on the runway. And does it cheapen everyone else's job? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And actually, that's so true. Um and probably like I would I don't think I could tell you many current models you know other than the Hadids other than Kaya Gerber mm-hmm. I don't know many current models who are walking catwalks yeah and I think that's a real transition and does I don't know I, I'd be really interested to see if there is a dynamic of that mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well I have another fashion mm-hmm. which is kind of linked in in a way yeah uh, yeah I was gonna go on to say I don't recognize a single one of the models <laughs> yes yeah I think if I read a couple names I think you will recognize okay too um so British Vogue had an all African model front page mm-hmm. dressed in black with these like 60s 1960s waved wigs Mm -hmm. in all different variations um the background was like this chocolatey brown all the models were wearing like black tuxes and suits Mm -hmm. um very like dramatic I loved I loved this kind of I like the styling and the coloring and you know the image of yeah. this front cover because it was it's really powerful it, it's really impactful it, really impactful it reminds me of the italian vogue where they had um oh, what was it called it was like the black issue it was called, yeah and it was like naomi campbell and like only like essentially black models um and that was a big fucking deal at the time because first it was like italian vogue mm-hmm. and you know not probably the most like diverse vogue or modeling scene you know yeah yeah 
Um, and so, yeah, this this kind of harkens back to that. So Funmi Feto, who's a UK, she's like a beauty columnist. She was the one who wrote the article in essentially talking about um, these models. And then it was styled by Edward Edenville, who's the editor-in-chief. Um, but yeah, it's it was a really striking look. And it's all it's all about talking about the impact and the rising popularity of really notable African models at the time. So yeah, really that's amazing. Yeah, I I think it's really cool. And also it sort of then is one of those things again where you're like, why like why doesn't this happen more? Why has like it's sort of that thing of like I don't know. It's um, it's really impactful, but I don't know why it hasn't happened sooner. All these sort of things don't, um, yeah, come to fruition differently. Uh, but I thought the photography was sensational. The the styling, sort of whatever the aperture, like all of this, like it yeah. just was really beautiful, really striking images, um, and also obviously front covers don't tend to always just be one model on the cover anymore Mm. but you very rarely do tend to have sort of nine women Mm -hmm. you know like it's it was just a really different issue and I think actually that's true if these magazines are going to keep up and if you're gonna make us keep reading magazines which feel quite outdated you've got to mix it up and it's got to be a different setup and I think that's actually the right way to go about it is the human appeal mm-hmm. of reading about interesting women mm. um, and not just making it about sort of nice clothes because that, that's the reality, right? There's, there's stories behind it all. Even if, even if you've got a wine subscription, half of it wouldn't be about like the, how, what the wine tastes like. It would be about the person who owns a vineyard. You would yeah, get, yeah, you would true. get the history behind that. And I think actually, people and connections is what kind of keeps sort of these things going. Yeah, really, really cool shoot. Yeah, and I yeah. look like the wigs were kind of funny. Yeah, the wigs aren't great, but, but- <laughs> I, I'm, I'm assuming that's somewhat intentional. Yeah, I think it's quite doll-like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's a bit sort of like not tongue in cheek, but it's a bit like exaggerated. Yeah, I th- I think that's probably, and I think that's a good point because they are quite humorous and quite mm. cool, and they're like jet black, very shiny, very set waves. Yeah, and they all they they don't look like they suit the models. No, yeah, yeah. In a way. <laughs> is a critique of European beauty in a sense. Yeah. They're all like yeah. very like dark skinned black African models with the most European looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's so true. But yeah, it's uh, it's a cool. And you talked about the colouring and I think it's this like, I, I don't know photography like this. I don't know the technical terms, but it's almost like uh, cooler tones. Mm, yeah. Um, like bluish tones on yeah, this yeah, skin, yeah. I think, which adds to it's a departure from making someone just look like glowy and cute. Yeah, or warming up the skin, warming up skin. It was, it just, yeah, I just mm. think that everything was really, yeah, deliberate. Yeah, really random thought, but I've always been <laughs> of the thinking that. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen Portugal Vogue, but their front covers are, like, really artistic. Yeah. They're, like, arty covers. Whereas American and British Vogue is always about, like, the celeb on the cover Mm. or, like, just looking good. And I've always thought to myself, like, Vogue, with all their money and all their power, I always felt like they could be putting out more, like, fashion, creative-led imagery as opposed to... A pretty like picture of yeah. model, yeah. Like, who cares about that? That can be on the inside, but you've yeah. got the best photographers and best like artists who can really like put messages across on the front page. Why don't they do that more? I don't know. 
That's so true. And actually, you it sh- I would say a front cover should be your my aspiration if I was designing the front cover of Vogue would mm-hmm. be that someone wants to frame that cover. Yeah, that's a good point. And I I don't want to frame a cover of like Rihanna just looking hot or like Adele just looking yeah great in some nice clothes. You want something like either a re- like I don't know. You just like you said have all the really like beautiful pictures that sells clothes inside, mm-hmm. but like the cover should be more about art or a bit more experimental. Yeah. So again, Vogue, you know. <laughs> we have a consulting side to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Our consulting business. <laughs> Get in line, <laughs> yeah. We interrupt this broadcast to say, go follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Starlows of Substance Pod. There you'll find our weekly fashion topics, all the stuff that we discuss in each episode, and our polls. Or reach out to us at styleoversubstancepodcast at gmail.com for new suggestions of topic discussions or even to share your own fashion stories. We also have a YouTube channel, Style Over Substance Podcast, if you'd rather listen to our episodes over there. Back to the episode. We're talking shapewear mm-hmm. in a broad sense, um, or restrictive clothing and kind of how it how we feel about it in this day and age its relevance to fashion now um and is this also a big topic that we've been thinking about talking about for some time um so now we've got the chance to new year new topic um do you have any shapewear i have some spanks yeah oh you do yeah okay because this was one of the questions i was gonna ask like if you had a quote unquote problem area would you buy shapewear and what is it for what area I don't, you know what I don't even really know I would have bought spanks when for sure I didn't need them you know like <laughs> um I don't know if it was just like a thing to get or um yeah I don't really what spanks have you got like the ones that just like the shorts ones sort of that probably suck in your tummy and oh, probably do a bit of in the thigh one thigh yeah okay. but I probably would have got it more for the tummy it's probably more if you're wearing a form-fitting dress just to help you know ensure that you might have a sort of flat stomach when you leave the house but is it, is it yeah, throughout the day gonna come out which is yeah. actually really normal by the way yeah. um but yeah it's probably more for that I I, I can't remember I don't remember there being a moment where I was like, I'm really insecure about this. I'm mm. getting, like, I'm buying these for a reason. I yeah. think it was more like, this is what people do, right? They like, you have a tight dress, you you put these on. Yeah, I think Spanx had a, especially let's say maybe like 10 years ago, 10, mm. 15 years ago, Spanx was the thing that, it was like underwear. It's yeah. like, you need Spanx yeah. for some reason at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a real... Um... And it was always that word you would use. Yeah. Like, it's a bit like how Americans use Kleenex. It was or always... We say Hoover for like... Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, al- yeah. It was always like, oh, Spanx, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, I agree. And then I probably got more like... I haven't worn them for years, but I think I've probably got um sort of slip dresses that more like have a built-in bra so then you don't have like the shapes oh, of the your bra, bra strap st- like strap digging in type of a thing oh. and it creates a smooth line but again I don't really know why I bought them type <laughs> um how about you um I don't have shapewear uh hold on do I have shapewear no I don't think so um yeah I don't but I've never have I really thought about buying any to be honest 
No, I think when it comes to stomachs with me, it's it's not like I'm conscious of love handles or something, mm. but my, my stomach is just bloated because I've eaten. And I know that Spanx can't fit bloat. Like it can't, it can't yeah. hide it. rectify that. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I've never bought them. But I will say that, and maybe this is our first point of discussion, shapewear can often be quite expensive. It's mm. not a cheap product to buy. And for that reason, I've always seen Spanx and, well, Wolford is an expensive brand anyway, but Spanx and Wolford I've always seen as a, what's the word? Like it's, um, it kind of shows wealth. Yeah. In a way. Um, If you own a lot of Spanx and Wolford, then you've got money. Yeah. And it's like, it's a mature product to buy. And I think maybe I'd never bought it because I was like in my early twenties and I, I wasn't that, that girl. But also the reality is if you're in your early twenties, you, you probably don't need it. And well, you, you never really need it. Like is a thing as well. Um, yeah, it's interesting actually. Um, and I when when I was doing research for this, I saw quite a few different, I was reading different articles and sort of some that were really, negative towards shapewear sort of the corsetry history mm-hmm. restrictive thing and then some that were a lot more positive yeah and I found it quite interesting sort of the different stances that people take but I think maybe a place to start or think about mm-hmm. is who do you dress for mm-hmm. because actually like I dress for myself Mm -hmm. so like if I'm wearing Spanx it's because I'm self-conscious of something but that's the thing I don't think we can ever really truly dress for ourselves because when we say we dress for ourselves we're always imagining ourselves in an outfit but how people see us yeah we are for for sure but yeah um but so then uh, one of the articles that I read was much more sort of like and I think this still happens a lot today, mm-hmm. um, is that there was a point where you it, you were to be seen wearing a corset or if you if you didn't wear something like that, it was sort of a real yeah, faux yeah. pas. Yeah. And it wasn't for men. It was for other women. And I still think that's probably more it. You imagine the compliment that your friend might be like, that looks like that looks great. I sort of very rarely would go, I'm hoping some like, dude's gonna come up to me like you know really nice like it's probably more the and I I think a lot of girls buy maybe a designer thing hoping Mm. that like someone who's in the know Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. knows yeah I spotted that that's that new Bottega bag because a guy's probably not going to pick up on that yeah unless they're really into their fashion yeah but it's like it's an interesting thing of I think there's a lot of negativity around corsetry and restrictive clothing because because of different things but I also think it's really it's really difficult it's a bit of a minefield isn't it because the reason we want to impress probably people Mm -hmm. is because of societal standard yeah and because there's there's an expectation for or there's a desired figure for every every decade there's a desired female shape figure and there's an expectation that you actually don't necessarily get bloated when you eat food or whatever um but there's also sort of that thing of you're doing it a bit for yourself and all for like yeah of course I think it it's never all never all one thing Mm. like corsetry and all of that was very much rooted or like linked with a sense of decorum and you were you were only proper if you wore a bustier and a corset and a this and a that and you couldn't show those parts but you had to accentuate this part and all of that now I think that well when we were growing up I think we went through a phase of like your body had to be you had to be really slim no lumps and bumps. Mm-hmm. You know, we lived through the like the the early two thousands of incredible thinness yeah. and eating like open eating yeah. disorders. 
and you had to be like slim and have like no ass and like big tits and like really slim um and so Spanx I think that's when it kind of got most popular when Spanx became a company I think in the 90s correct mm. me if I'm wrong, but I think it's the 90s um and Spanx was a way for everyone like your mum's friends and celebrities alike to get that figure even if they were middle-aged you know um and then now in an era where we have like body positivity and about well we're trying to be more open and honest about real bodies and how Mm. they look and we also have on the same like on the other side of the coin we have like the culture of bbls and how like remember like waist trainers like six years ago waist trainers were massive everyone was going outside everyone was going shopping in their waist trainer like and you could see them or like go into the gym in yeah. their waist trainer because they thought that it would help you get more snatched and tighter if you worked out in them. And so we saw a revival of literally corsets at the same time we saw let it all hang out, <laughs> you know, like be whoever you are, like wear whatever you want, feel how you want to in your natural state. And so right now, because you have those two sides, you either get people don't really talk about wearing Spanx as much because it kind of seem it kind of implies that you're embarrassed about how your body is. Mm. But at the same time, we've got girls wearing like waist trainers and getting BBLs to achieve that exaggerated look that of course it would give you anyway. So it's both like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't really. Yeah. And I actually think you you made a good point that I, like from what I could tell that some some of the origins of a corset was supposedly to help with posture and actually to help be a lot of people think it was a hindrance mm. sort of in hindsight we're like oh like how could we do that to women but a lot I've read articles where women said actually it was helpful mm. it meant I didn't get so much backache Ooh, like it supported it? me in my daily life mm-hmm. um but it was also really to achieve the desired figure of the time, whatever that was. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that was cinching in the waist, like in the 50s, to be really small, whether in the 20s, that was like reducing your hips down. Mm-hmm. And like you said, in the 90s, like again, a really slim figure. Like that's how that's how, that's the path of the shape and what how restrictive clothing has been used. Mm-hmm. And I think the difference now is, like you said, there's two camps because we almost don't need it because surgery has taken over. Yeah. 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 Which is bonkers, but that has taken over. Um, And yeah, and it's a really funny one because obviously we're also at the height of Kim Kardashian launching her basically competitor line to Spanx. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if that does what Spanx do. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that's a really it's um, a really innovative sort of type of fabric to try and like pull you in and shape you and like it's I complex. Don't know, yeah. It's complex and to kind of tighten things, but then lift and whatever it it's meant to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality is, the person who has created that brand has had <sighs> surgery. Yes. to ensure that's what she looks like all the time it's not it's not no. the spanks or the skins it's false or, advertising is it not it's false advertising I actually watched a really a tiktok of how Kylie's figure changed so it was like this girl basically showing from like 2014 up until not current day there was, there was a second part that's about to be made oh, um <laughs> but showing when she would have got her bbl that kind of a People thing and, multiple. and I'm a bit of a naysayer of like oh, like have they all had that much work done you kind of hope they haven't right and granted my, like my hips have grown and all of that stuff but in a, like I, I doubt you would notice if that my hips have grown but mm. I do you know yeah. so that's probably the difference mm. and it was showing and even just more so she got she was like photographed every day and then all of us in quite skimpy outfits that you could see her figure. I mean, not like skimpy as in, oh dear. Um, like a bodycon. 
No. Yeah, and then she started wearing shirts tied around her waist. <laughs> then she started wearing shirts tied around her waist to sort of mm-hmm. for her first one. And you can see progressively, then she sort of shows it off and maybe some tight jeans after like a bit. And then again, there's a bit of it being tied around your waist and until the effects, I guess, kick in or to sort of hide or make that it look like a natural transition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's bonkers to see. Yeah, yeah. But that is, that is, but just, that's, that's the new, it's the new thing. If you can afford it, you don't now need that. But the unfortunate thing is that that's permanent. Yeah. And also wearing, I want to say corsets, but maybe more like waspies, Mm. like the half corsets and, um oh what at least bandaging your stomach was something that across multiple cultures was encouraged by women Mm. who were postpartum yes it was was actually heavily encouraged yeah Yeah. like it would help your muscles kind of re like close up Mm. come together again um it would help looser skin like your expanded skin not loosen up like contract a bit more and it's yeah it's encouraged and used by lots of women who have recently given birth and but in recent years 10-15 years the like post when we talk about celebrities that is it's the um the post baby tummy tuck instead of this bandaging and and wearing of corsets which has been used for like centuries and Mm. yeah you're right like what we can sit here and say that like Spanx is this and Spanx is that. Spanx is a general term for like yeah. shapewear, I'm using it. Shapewear is this and that and you don't need it. But there's a lot of people who are just opting for surgery as the alternative, hoping that it will give them a more permanent resolution to whatever they don't like about themselves. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, But uh, what was I going to say? So, yeah, so, like, some of the biggest brands is, like, Spanx, Walford, Skims, because of Kim Kardashian. Um, there's Heist as well. There's mm-hmm. a couple of called Heist Studios, and there's Wacko. And those are the ones that that I know of. Yeah. And they're still going strong, so there's still, like, massive demand for it. There's still a massive demand for it, and I think, I think what it comes with and probably how it's marketed is it's meant to sort of just give you a bit of a confidence, right? That's mm. the, I guess that's the idea behind it. It's like makeup. That's the, yeah, that's the market. If you're, if you're making an effort, if you're going there and that's going to help you feel a bit more confident or whatever, then sort of why not? And I, th- I think like you said, we grew up with it being such a sort of just throw away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'll just throw some spanks on with it. Mm. That I think it's just, it's considered a really normal thing because actually corsetry or whether people wore, like you said, waspies or whatever their restrictive element was, um, that was again, part and parcel. And I think that, I think in some way we all sort of, we all alter our figures in subtle ways, even. Yeah. I mean, first of all, there's like those padded pants to make you look like you've got more of a bum than you do. It's true. But even just right, so like there's push-up bras and there's yeah. really padded bras mm-hmm. where people can look like they've got bigger boobs than they do or for bigger breasted ladies, they want reducers. Yeah, and there are, there are minimising bras. And mm-hmm. so even in those small ways we are all consciously altering our figure ever like ever so slightly Mm -hmm. but it's still it's still kind of contorting is probably not the right word but we're still editing yeah our shape somewhat yeah yeah um I as someone who doesn't own any shapewear but I used to sell lingerie mm-hmm. and quite restrictive clothing at the time um I always thought that the more expensive ones 
actually were the better products because I've seen, you know, like some other brands come out and try to imitate the success of, you know, Wolford and Spanx and that. I mean, even Skims, like mm. I don't even know if her stuff, that's her stuff's even as, um, what's the word? As good. Yeah. As, as convincing. Yeah. yeah, As convincing and as useful and as, as, figure hugging and firm as some of the other brands I don't know I always felt like shapewear was that area that spending quite a bit of money on it was the only way you were going to get a good result mm. what do you think am I wrong no I think you're right and I, th- I think that applies as well say if you wanted to buy like if you went to a premium lingerie company and you wanted a corset yeah you're probably going to get one that fits you better yeah that's more comfortable than if mm. you just kind of got an a really quick off the shelf like size eight size 10 one from top shop or whatever yeah. or yeah boo avenue um and i i do th- like spanks and all that it's a it is a real science it's sort of um the way you weave different yarns together the direction of them it's really important so you have to really know how the body works the the shape of the muscle that you're working with mm-hmm. um and all of that um and yeah and actually it goes back to i think there's a lot of thought process when people used to have to wear corsets we have a real f- sorrow for that people used to wear them mm. uh, and granted i'm struggling sat here with you know non stretch jeans on but that's also cuz i'm I'm not sitting the right way, you yeah. know, I'm not sitting probably with the right posture or the right way to be um, yeah, holding my body. Um, but we're, we're forgetting that they weren't just wearing a one size fits all. Yeah. They would have a corset made to their yeah, body true. type. So it should have worked for them as best possible. It's not like, you know, I'm trying to fit my feet into your shoes and you're trying to fit yours into mine. Yeah. They were sort of, they were made for a person, for their body type. Um, a bit like, you know, you buy a, the bra that is the right size for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think that, um, I think that the more you spend on stuff like that, probably the more you get out of it. Um, yeah. And there are, uh, there's a few women that I actually follow who make corsets mm. for other people. I think it's still largely in the more like retro fashion yeah. community. Still, really that's, Well, that's that. where you really see it now, right? Actually, I would say more corsets exist either for retro sort of inspired people, like a Dita Fontese fan, that mm. kind of a vibe for burlesque. For yeah. sort of performance or mm. for the bedroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's not it's not something for weddings. just for weddings. Yeah. 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 For for sort of, yeah, I guess formal wear, sort of, yeah. Um but you you don't find many people who would just be wearing one of those under their clothing for no reason. Would you to, ever do that? I don't know. Potentially, like because I definitely think, I don't know, I don't know. I have a corset and it's, it's. I'm not going to lie, it's really nice. It's like midnight blue and it's got beading on it. And I got it as, it was actually a gift when I worked in lingerie and our store manager went to the sample sale and bought us back all like a piece. She wow. really nice. So I have this, um, I feel like it's a little bit long for me. Mm. but whatever um and I've in my mind ever since I got it I was thinking one day I'm gonna wear a high-waisted pair of trousers like tailored trousers with it like over the corset mm. that makes sense like wear the corset as a top and then like have a blazer with it I'm waiting for this occasion because it's not something I can just go to the club with yeah <laughs> or you should like, do it or like another but you could even just wear that and then with like a a white shirt and you just get a little True, but a little corset, Scarlett. Yeah, but like, can't dance in that. I can't. I need it like no, but uh, I just mean just even to go for dinner. 
if you turn up for dinner in these high-waisted trousers a white shirt and I just see a little like what is that is that a nice corset under there yeah 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 because I think also that's empowering right then you're sort of like you're like I felt great in this Mm -hmm. um hopefully I do and not just uncomfortable (laughs) I well break like make sure you've worn jeans for a while and not too much elastic clothing that week yeah um but yeah I think you know what it's they now have become very much sort of they're probably part of that fantasy fashion right because it's not an everyday item if you were Mm -hmm. to wear something like that you're like what what could I wear that for um but I still love that there is after we sort of spoke to the likes of Hood London yeah I love that there is just these these realms and pockets of people who still keep these passions and these and these special things alive that there is still a real there will be people who go to burlesque clubs and that is their bread and butter of a good night out and their favorite thing to spend money on mm-hmm. and is keeping that industry alive the people yeah. who are hand making these things yeah um which i think is really special um rather than just Anne Sam- Anne Summers making like is Anne Summers still- yeah this year's still I'm out. guessing yeah. so yeah. yeah um but yeah I don't yeah. know um I read a really interesting thing when I was looking at the history of sort of how corsets went in and out of fashion Mm-hmm. And obviously in the 1920s, this, the shape changed quite drastically. And Coco Chanel is sort of famous for sort of being like away with corsets. Mm-hmm. Let's wear trousers and let's sort of stop that. But I read that in America um, during the First World War, they actually requested for women to stop wearing corsets because Ooh. they needed the metal for boats. Oh, so it's part of rationing, essentially. So let me just bear with me one second. Um, oh, I mean, how many how many bits of metal are they going to get out? So, yeah, in 1917, the US War Industries Board asked women to stop buying corsets to free up metal for war production. This step liberated some 28,000 tonnes of metal, enough to build two battleships. Wow. Yeah. So that like made me have two thoughts. One was Coco so revolutionary, and is that blasphemy? I don't know because I love her, but maybe it was a step that was having to happen anyway, and she sort of helped encourage it along. Yeah, like women, you don't need these anyway. You can still be fabulous. Yeah, great. But then maybe that wasn't happening in France, so maybe it was. Who knows? Mm -hmm. Um, But like that's crazy, right? That's interesting, actually. Yeah, out of necessity, it was it became a, a thing to do away with. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is interesting. Right now, actually, I I I just remembered that although we have these um like niche fashion cultures who are still mm. really big into corsets, we do have a trend of like bustiers going on they're not strictly corsets like to say you lace them up but tops with boning mm. has become really popular with like fast fashion like clubbing brands like the pretty little things the boohoos the the whatevers the sheins there's lots of people who are wearing that sort of thing now i can't, i haven't really seen a lot that are great yeah styled well i think, I think the it's styling a style is that comes oh. back around right it's sort of that i think i remember at my art art foundation year I sort of did a project on sort of underwear as outerwear yeah Um, yeah, yeah. and I remember at school there would probably be girls that would wear like um a sort of corseted top from a boo avenue or whatever would have been a shop then La Senza do you remember La Senza yes oh my (laughs) you know like they would wear like that with a pair of jeans for a sort of an. I think that's uh, like unlocked a whole like an under sixteens party brain. or something. And <laughs> and again, like you can tell when these things are cheap, they're never that nice. Yeah, and it's not. It's not that wearing a bustier or anything like that is cheap because actually, when they're really nice and made, they're beautiful. They can be really yeah, yeah, lovely yeah. tops and. Um, sure. You see lots of people pull it off really, really well on red carpets or, you know, celebrities and stuff like that. 
but I think it's one of those garments I think you often find it with bras a bit as well Mm. um you can tell when something's nicely made yeah 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 because it's a real craft and because you're you're using it has to fit a female body Mm -hmm. um but yeah I, I think it's one of those things that comes back around yeah that's true and as we've spoken about before like we're living in a time where we are piecing trends and ideas and and fashions of the past in ways in which they weren't intended yeah <laughs> it's just a, a, a whole mishmash of different trends from like yesteryear basically all at the same time right now in 2022 and so yeah you're you're bound to see like the fashions that we thought were ugly at the time are now revived again and are somehow looking better than they did before um so yeah I don't think that shapewear will ever die as so Mm. long as there's an ideal figure insecurity yeah and ideations of like what it is to be beautiful um then yeah but it says something when more and more people are getting like body surgeries like bbls and things like that Mm. um so and i think from the videos that i've watched when i because i do love a surgery video i don't know what it is but i do like watching them i have no intentions of getting a bbl but i love to watch them um and a lot of the girls who get them done say you know i want to fill out my clothes better like I want to just put on something and it just hangs nice on mm. me. Um, and I think it's the idea of let me just wear like a really simple figure hugging dress. And instead of buying clothing where the clothing shapes you or yeah. it gives you structure, it's just I can wear the most basic thing and I can just look like an hourglass because yeah. my body is already that shape. And I think that's what we're probably just moving towards there's still the idea of there is such a thing as a perfect body, quote unquote, mm. but my clothes don't achieve that for me. I I just am. Yeah. That. Yeah. And it's funny, actually, because um, in a Taylor Swift documentary, she talked about sort of the pressure of of conforming to size. Yeah. And that. Did she have like a fake like butt pad I at one point? I don't know. Oh, I'm going to find out. Oh, I'm pretty sure one day she came on the red carpet and people were like, where's this bum coming from? oh um but she sort of was saying that you, you you're meant to have a flat stomach right so the ideal figure is a flat stomach and a big bum yeah yeah, yeah. But if you've got a flat stomach then you're slim too slim to have a big bum yeah and if you've got a big bum that everyone wants yeah. then you've got a bit of a poochie pouch because you don't have a flat stomach because you've got enough meat on you to get that big bum, which yeah. is why then this BBL thing I think is so popular because it can allow you to be both. both. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not a real figure, you know, or that's, it's not an attainable figure, but it's, it's achieving the impossible. Um, and yeah. And, you know, it's that aw- awful thing as well. And you actually see, I feel like Chloe's reduced her bum a bit. I Chloe think Kardashian. I have again surgery videos. I've seen some stuff about Kim reducing her hips mm-hmm. and bum and Chloe. Yeah. But the the I think I feel like we could do a whole different topic on this. And I I don't mean this in any disrespect to the Kardashians, because I've enjoyed watching their show and you know, they're doing what they they're living their lives. Mm. But I think they also have to be really aware that there are women who have morphed their bodies because they have changed the ideal figure of beauty. And like, there's for sure a direct correlation of people wanting to have a big bum and a tiny waist because of them. Yeah. And the fact that they're now reduced and they've never admitted that they do something to change that. They've always implied Mm -hmm. that that's their natural shape yeah shape they got from their mama Mm. um and now the fact that they're altering that makes it just makes me really sad that they um I think they just need to admit it I saw something recently that said that influencers are going to have to start admitting 
when they edit their photos, UK influencers, which I think is sort of that first step of you can't probably force somebody to tell you they've had work done. And I think we've got a lot. Editing pictures and admitting you've had work done is space the space between the two like oh for sure of course there is but it's sort of the same difference right it's like um that I think that that someone like them have the responsibility to say I actually haven't achieved this in the gym because other people are going out there to copy them yeah 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 or achieve it because they can't achieve it in the gym um yeah but yeah, I think I th- it's funny because yeah, shape. I think shapewear will always be. You'll always want to be trying to achieve. We always want what we don't want, right? We always want what we, we don't, don't have. have. Mm-hmm. So you will always be. Oh, if just if just my stomach looks slightly slimmer there, or my waist yeah. looks slightly smaller or exaggerated. Yeah. Um, I think the short for me in like when I'm middle aged definitely i'll be on that spanx um because why not (laughs) if i'm honest why not it gets to the point where like i'm not like the most insecure person Mm. you know like i'm not constantly chasing like perfection in terms of my looks you know i look how i look whatever but it will be like why look like this when I don't have to you know if 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 we know that like body surgery is such a big thing now and let's assume it gets more and more popular in 20 years and everyone looks like their body's great and it's tight and it's it's tight and it's right and it's gonna get more realistic it's gonna exactly surgery is gonna get better the risks are gonna like think how different Botox all that is now yeah like you can't tell with some people until they just can't move their face yeah and then you think about how many people get botox before it was like 30s and upwards now it's like botox at 18 Prevent- it's preventative it's preventative no it's genuinely baby botox baby facelifts preventative pe- like the way they advertise it is yeah don't wait too long or yeah. don't get it too late but when they're already there because we can't get rid of them yeah we can only prevent them from appearing. If you've already got the creases. There's only so much you can do once you've already got them. Yeah. So yeah, I, I feel like if that's the society we're living in in a few years' time, then I'm going to think to myself, why just accept these love handles when I can spend 100 quid at Walford, at yeah. Spanx, and be done with them. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be really hard for me to pee during the day because <laughs> it's got a pee hole. But, yeah, but come on, it's like small, and you have to like open it up, don't you? You have to open it up, which was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the logistics of shapewear. That's the thing. Like, it's restrictive. So it's, you know, when they it's say not a fun experience. Pain, it's yeah. not fun. Um, and and like going back to these surgeries and stuff when you have to wear like what's called a faha which is like the one you clip into and then Mm. you have to buy different sizes depending on what stage of your post-surgery you are because obviously you're like bloated to begin with and as your as your results start to show you kind of go down into a smaller and smaller oh my gosh size let's say um yeah like when I've seen these videos of women wearing this, going to bed like this, the day after your surgery, you got to be in it all day, all day, because mm. there's this fear that my body will pop back, <laughs> pop out, <laughs> pop out, so I like, fall out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you just got to like strangle yourself mm. to achieve that permanent shape. And then it's still a life, it's still um, a lifelong commitment, even with the surgery, um, in the same way that I think if you're going to wear Spanx and you're going to wear shapewear, do, are you going to keep, oh, no, you're not, you just wear it because you go to someone's wedding, don't you? Yeah. And then you, and then every other day you're just like, now. Nah. don't know. Yeah, I think 
personally, if I got to the point where I felt like I needed to wear Spanx every day, I either need to work on some self ex- self acceptance or, you know, mm. go to the gym. Yeah. 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 You I know, mean, like, yeah. Kim used to wear two at a time, remember? Yeah. Which must, which sounds awful. It does. No, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Shapewear, ma'am. A minefield. Yeah. Anyway, I see the I see the point of it. No judgment. Yeah, it doesn't I make think, me mad. Because it's so temporary, you can't be mad at it. I'd rather it, someone wear shapewear than get a BBL. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. I feel the same way. I feel the same way. Um, but yeah, any any other thoughts on shapewear? No. What do you What do you think our our pole should be? What shapewear do people have out there, and what do they assume to be the most popular one to buy? Yeah, I think it's the the tummy one with the thong. I think the ones they have out now with the one with the thong at the back instead mm. of like the, the short brief. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Um, I think that's probably like a favorite. Yeah. Especially because, like, you, it's a real faux pas, isn't it? How many snaps have you seen, sort of, on the likes of a Daily Mail where someone, like, you see their spanks under their dress and that feels like a real faux pas to have seen that they're wearing them, which is ridiculous. But yeah. At least that one sort of eliminates that. Yeah. 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 Mind you, I'm pretty sure you could see my knickers and everything I wear. Like, no, I, I, I don't mean like a pan, uh, VPL. You know, like if like their skirt is slightly up and oh, then like you the see leg like, shows the, the leg of the shorts. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are always like, oh, mm? yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then I think a lot of the people I see who wear, they're all celebs and they're all like toned and whatnot. And you think to yourself, do you need them? Yeah, they all look great. Yeah. But maybe it's also the pressure. It goes back to like, why am I not wearing them when everyone else is wearing them? Why am I saying? And I think that's out? why we do it because, yeah. like, well, she looks great and she obviously felt the need to wear it. So I obviously do, but like, I hope I keep company where if I just looked a bit bloated that day, just like, no one that I'm surrounded by is like worried about that. And then, I, then and therefore, then I wouldn't be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it really is about the circles that you you keep. Yeah, 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 for sure um yeah so anyway I think that that should be our poll like guessing what's the most popular form of shapewear the most popular brand probably and you know if you have any and if you've bought any what did you buy Mm. was it worth it did it work and do do you wear a corset under your clothes oh yes so that's we've got a few things for you to answer (laughs) don't be shy (laughs) this is a test (laughs) well thanks again for tuning in to another episode of style over substance guys don't forget to check out our instagram or spotify to respond to this week's poll bye Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.